0: Me to preach, to teach, and to heal, we ask that you open the eyes of our understanding and grant us insight into your word that ignorance is dematerialized as we see your word for its intent in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Okay, so how many of us went on to practice healing again this week? This week? How many people? All right. Raise up your hand. Well, let's see. So, how many of us had positive results? Everybody. All right, that's if okay, if you didn't have a positive result your I and mean, let's see then we can diagnose okay one okay so what happened you don't know okay we'll find out <laughs> all right let's do you see now that almost everybody except one person um, didn't get a result well sometimes that that happens um, but it doesn't invalidate healing healing happens i mean we can try again and the Bible says, ask to your joy is full. So if you try once, Jesus prayed for a blind man. and says, "Well, do you see? The blind man said, I see men as trees. And you're not meant to see men as trees. And then Jesus prayed for him again. And he began to see men as, as they are meant to be seen. So let's do Isaiah again. Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. From verse 1. Are we there? Isaiah 53 verse 1. Media, is that the NESB? Yeah? Alright. So, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him. Nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like from one whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now the newer version said, our sicknesses he, he buried. So, we'll continue. Surely our griefs... Hmm. Four. Surely our griefs he himself... Okay, we read that already. Yeah, so instead of griefs there, it was sicknesses. Yeah. No, five. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The testing of our well-being fell upon him, and then by his scourging, we are healed. Now, that's the story, or that's the prophecy of, of redemption, and that's the prophecy of salvation, and we see that in the total package, as we've been reading that from the beginning of the month, in the total package of salvation and redemption, we have, we have healing there. And so when the sin problem was dealt with, um, when God dealt with the sin problem through Jesus, then healing or sicknesses were also dealt with. And so in the first Sunday, um, or through this teaching, we've been doing healing in regards to we ministering healing. So today we'll just look at, uh, we'll look at that too and look at ministering healing or receiving healing for ourselves too as believers. Um, we should be able to minister healing and we should also receive healing. And this teaching is important for Christians because uh, for unbelievers you necessarily do not have to teach them to get healed. In fact, when you, when you read about the healing movement um, which started so many years ago, you find out that the result was gotten mostly from unbelievers because if an unbeliever is sick and you tell him do you want healing he says yes if you say do you believe he doesn't care you know what he wants is believe but um a believer now that has been born again for many years and has been taught many things uh, sometimes finds it hard to believe for healing in fact it's amongst believers you find people who say well, we don't have the things of the Spirit again. In fact, I had a new one that I never heard before. Someone said, well, there are no pastors and um, prophets, that everything ended. Ha. So, I didn't know if to ask what version of the Bible do you read, or are you reading the Quran? or I don't know. But, you know, those kind of things, you know, weaponized ignorance. Uh, and it becomes a problem because... That believer needs healing because he's sick. But he believes that maybe it's the will of God. You know, maybe God is testing him or trying him or disciplining him. You know, so you have to teach that person and reteach them. And the testimony I like to share always in church is that of a person that had arthritis, you know. And I remember that day when I was called, I was in the library and I was still in school. So I got out of the library and I said, well, we're just gonna get this out now. So I prayed for the person immediately, and he didn't go. So, (laughs) I tried to, was still there. And I believed in the power. In fact, I felt the anointing. (laughs) I felt the power of God so strongly. So, I began asking, what's the problem? The person said, well, whenever God wants to heal me, ah. Then I knew that was the problem. You know, the issue of healing is not whenever God wants to heal you, because when we read from Isaiah now, we see that it's a done deal. Praise the name of the Lord. Because it's in redemption. So, But the person says, well, whenever God wants to heal me, he says, is there anything too hard for God to do? You know, it's, it's weaponized ignorance in some sense. Because you're thinking, well, it's when it's God's time. But the person is in need of healing. If not, the person wouldn't have called me. Do you understand? So, now, why we need to teach believers, yeah? So, over time, and I can, I can track that, that over a period of a year, so we we'll just talk about healing, and then the person will even advise me and say, Oh, don't, don't be proud, because this way you are talking, it's not you that is doing the healing, you know? So, one day, um, I'd taught enough, or I've talked enough, so that day I got angry. I said, oh, Keep quiet and listen to me now. <laughs> so, I said, Do you want to get healed? I said, I said, In the name of Jesus. Now, Over the period of one year, this is what has happened. I've continued talking about healing to this person, and even if the person doesn't mentally assent to receiving what I've been saying, the person's mindset has started to change over time through teaching. And that's what happens to believers. So through teaching, and so that day finally, I said, "Stretch the bone now," and then the person stretched it, and then it stretched. I said, move it. He so, said, is there pen there? And the person said, small. I said, now rejoice in the spirit. I mean, it was over the phone. I said, rejoice. The person was rejoicing. I said, shout. <laughs> I said, glory to God. Rejoice. And over time, I said it in church before. I think one of the recalibrate. I said, over time, I found out that this person had even forgotten they once had arthritis in their life. But they had it for over one year. And then they would even say, well, it's an attack. But if it's an attack of the devil, then we send it away. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You know, last week Sunday, I was in some, some Christians, treasure sickness. Say, said, ha, ah, <laughs> it's an attack. You know, whenever God wants to remove it. And I've said it before, the same way we hate sin is the same way we hate sickness and diseases. Because sicknesses and diseases are an offshoot of sin. It was a sin problem from the beginning. So if you're running away from sin, you run away from sickness. You run away from disease. And it's not it's not that you're trying not to be sick, Is when you see it, there's a holy anger against it as a believer. And the same thing when you find it in your body because the devil is always going around roaring like a lion, looking for whom to devour. John ten ten, 10, thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but I have come to give you. So the devil is always going to try. And so whenever you see signs and symptoms, lying signs and symptoms, what do you do? You get angry at it. No, it's not meant to be in your body because your body is the temple of the living god and so sicknesses or diseases are not permitted praise the name of the lord all right so i mean that's just part of some recap or recap of what we're doing so sickness is from the devil um we resist it as much as we resist sin i just read out some things um that i've written down now that our faith is hinged on the word of god that is the truth so today now for the believer when we're talking about healing for the believer is also hinged on faith. and We started that last week where we were saying faith is about knowledge. It's, it's majorly a knowledge thing. Uh, there's, no, there's no blind faith. It's built on the word of God. What the word of God has said to you. And it's not just the word of God that you're listening to. Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, that's good. But at the first glance, people don't really grasp it. I mean, you may think you've grasped it. Until you get home. You know, one day after service, they asked someone what he learned in church, in this church. And I was the one that preached. And the person said he learned, not he, they, the person, so that you don't guess if he's a guy or a lady. And when I say they, it's not, it's not in those... <laughs> not that nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's either a male or female. <laughs> so... The person said he learned that the devil is in the mind. I said, ha! Huh? Who taught you? <laughs> the devil is in the mind. And you may, you may not know the import of that statement. Now, there's no way you think about it. The devil is not in the mind. The devil is real. Praise the name of the Lord. One day God said, where are you coming from? He said, I've been walking. So if you find people who walk, <laughs> present, I didn't say anything. But... <laughs> So the devil came back and said, I've been walking to and fro. So the devil is real. You don't walk to and fro in the minds of people. The devil is real. So the devil is not in the mind. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, but what we're trying to say that Sunday was about temptation in the mind. So back to what I was trying to explain: the place of knowledge. And so I'm saying that at first glance, you don't really get it. And for example, that's why in short now we have we have a podcast so that you can go back and read, and that's why you see a lot of people with notes. Trying to write, you find people with no pads on their phones, trying to write and going back to the things that have been said. Because if you will make profit in the kingdom, if you will make profit by the word of God, it's something that must come alive to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans 10, verse 17 says, Now, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by what? By the word of God. Now, at first glance, you just think it's the word of God you heard. You know faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But let's give it can you give us that Romans 10 verse 17. Now so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Praise God. So you see now he didn't just say hearing the word of God. He says faith comes from hearing. And this hearing that you're hearing, praise the name of the Lord. Are you paying attention? It says this hearing is by the word of God. Now if you would want to look at it maybe in a concordance and do some further study. It will tell you it's by hearing the live word of God. And now this is how the live word of God comes. Let's do 2 Peter now. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. So when we're talking about knowledge, and we're saying it's not just one service. It's not just one teaching. It's not just one sermon. It's not just one preaching. So now, um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. He says, so we have the prophetic word now made more sure, to which you do well, to pay attention as to a lamp, shining in a dark place and until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Now let's explain this. It says So now we have the prophetic word. We have the inspired word of the Lord. We have the word that has been spoken. We have the word that has been given. In fact now that word which is the prophetic word of the Lord is now what we have as the written word of God in the Bible. Praise the name of the Lord. So now that word has been curated It's in the Bible and so we have that word Everyone sees it. But he says now, this is how that word becomes profitable. He says, to which you do well, to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. So now, that word has left the place of just being preached. Because the prophetic word is received. The teaching is received. And so the believer takes it and he says, now this, this is Firstly, there's an artificial response to that. There's a mechanical, okay, not artificial. There's a mechanical response to that. He says now, this is what happens. It's like a lamp shining in a dark place. So now the heart of that man or the heart of that believer, firstly, is dark. It's a dark place. And so when the word of God is received, there's no automatic awakening of that believer to that word. He says, so the believer goes back, and like a light in a dark place, the believer keeps the lamp upon that dark place. And so that dark place, firstly, is the uninformed mind. So it's the mind that doesn't know about healing, firstly. It's the mind that hasn't believed what God has prepared for him in healing. It's the mind that doesn't understand the full import of, of, of redemption. It's the mind that doesn't understand what salvation totally is. But what does he do? He takes the prophetic word, like a lamp, and puts it before his face. It's the same thing Joshua says. He says, this book of the Lord will not depart from your mouth. He says, what you meditate therein, day and night, that you may observe. He's, and you see, the continuous language there is, you are looking at it, while you are looking at it, you're observing to do it. And some months ago, I taught us about observe. That when we're talking about observe, it's not, it's not just and because the Hebrew and Greek language are more are, or are deeper than English. They, they connot deeper meanings than English. So when he's saying observe, it's saying tunnel vision. You know, when you're observing something for some of us, I mean, maybe you you you're a scientist, you you work in the lab, you know, when you observe maybe bacteria growing on on. On the Petri dish, is it on Petri dish it grows? Eger, PDA. What Well, okay. You tried. Some some people don't know it. You just know you put something. You know, scientists are some of the biggest liars. They say they observe. Like some of you observe error due to parallax. (laughs) Everybody observed it. It was free mark those days. Say, what did you do in this experiment? I observed (laughs) error. Some people don't even know what parallax is. I observed it. (laughs) It's my observation. (laughs) But when he's saying observe, it's not that kind of observe you did in the lab. He's saying observe. He says, That's the only thing you're looking at. An internal vision, you don't see the left, you don't see the right. Just one thing. And that's observe. That you may observe to do it, that you add nothing to it. You add no comma, you add no full stop. He says the same thing. And that's the same thing we're being told in Second Peter chapter 1 there. Is it Second Peter chapter 1? Yeah, verse 19. He's saying that, so you put this light in the dark place. So the light is the word of the Lord, or the light is the word of God. And you put it, and he says, this is what will happen. He says, and the morning star I mean, until the day dawns. Now, until the day dawns is until one natural light shines. He says, until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. He says, until the word becomes alive. He says, until the word comes alive, until the word is the only thing you see. So, but firstly, you heard it, and it's not so much conviction you know so you can tout it you say that's what the pastor says and that's what they taught us in church oh what i learned in church today is that god is good and no matter what the situation and you know i've told you that's not the only thing you learn in church because some people no matter what we teach you say no matter the situation god is with us that's not what we always teach praise god so if people are watching those videos you'll be like "Ah, what are they saying in this church so now that's somebody that's heard the word just once so all he's able to pick out is God is good. That's what our pastor says. Oh, I've got power. You know, you know the days we're saying it in church. You said it also. But you tried to do something and didn't work. It didn't mean you don't have power. It just means the day star has not arisen. It means this day star is still sleeping, he's still in the night phase. And in that night phase, there's no light shining there. Because he heard once it's like that person who heard the word and was joyous. And ran with it. And then when he ran with it. He said the troubles of the world came. And shook him. Pressed him down. He was running over. (laughs) And he said where is God? (laughs) Meanwhile before he said in church. That God is with me. I I have power. He sang that song. I'm walking in power. Says Because of Jesus every day. You know, one day when somebody was even telling me, he said, "He said that, he said brother, Femi, that's the part I like the most, that shakara part. Now shakara means what does shakara mean? <laughs> You're still saying the same thing. Sha- shakara is derived from the Greek word shak, Bu- bougie. What is that? <laughs> what's what shakara? If you interpret it accurately for us. We'll give you something. Excitement. You guys saw the excitement. Pride. To show off. Stand up. Let's see you. Let's see you. I will give our recognition. Now it's show off. He says because of Jesus, every day I can show off. So that's what the person picked from the whole song. So that's showing off. I just like it. I like show off. <laughs> So you can see people tout all of those things. He says, oh, I'm walking in power. I'm shining. I'm shining. And then something little happens. And you're wondering, didn't you hear the word? But you had an interview immediately after church outside there. And you said, this is what I learned. You know what has happened? The day start. So he said, when you take this word, you sit with it. Mechanically, you see, it doesn't study. Study of the word. I know people have told you. They say it's sweet, and I don't know what they are studying. <laughs> and they tell you prayer is sweet. I remember one day, on Saturday, my wife said, "Have you prepared your your sermon note?" I said, "Leave me." <laughs> I said, "Leave me alone." I said, "I wrote it two weeks ago." <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm lazy, but I, I said I wrote it. You you don't know how difficult it is. I know it's inspiration. But when you are reading it, the day star he that know it and he that cometh will come. What? (laughs) He that cometh will come. Has he not come? (laughs) Why is he coming again? (laughs) No, so you you see all of that? But I'm saying the process to getting it is mechanical. So what I'm just trying to say is it doesn't come like that. And so that's where a lot of people miss it, because they just come and maybe they receive an impartation. They got the word good, and they're like, "Oh, what a word!" And then they run home, and Monday they are still running with it. They are still remembering. And then Tuesday, bad news. They say, "Oh God, where are you?" (laughs) But on Sunday, during Sunday school, that person most probably even contributed. Says, you know, when such people contribute, they contribute strongly. There's some believers, they don't know God is with them. <laughs> some of you say that. You see, one day I was telling someone, I said, if you if you understand the word, you'll be very humble. So when you read it, you just go, mm. <laughs> yeah, That's the humility of the word. You say, wow, oh, oh, good, good, good. Then you sleep on it and wake up. You'll be very quiet and gentle. Praise the name of the Lord. So what am I saying? I'm saying now, That there's a mechanical face. And that's how faith is born. Remember where we started from? We started from Romans chapter 10. So we're still in Romans chapter 10. We're telling you that faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the living word of God. You know when we read in Hebrews chapter 4 this morning. It says the word of God is alive. (laughs) So now, the word of God that is alive. Okay, We can say maybe that's the Ramah word of God. So, but firstly, it is written. And when it's written, all it is, is is the Bible. And so if there's no meditation on it, if there's no personal study on it, I mean, you've got to read it so much that it means a lot to you that that's the only thing you're seeing. And because we're teaching on healing, I remember when I first started learning healing, I, I was so confident about it you know and i used to have opportunities to preach whenever i went to preach anywhere i just called people out so one day one of one of my guys asked me he said boy now i'll interpret he said it in pigeon, and it makes a lot of sense if i say it the way he said it so he said he said you know the fear he said what if they know they're he said are you not scared what if they don't get healed i told him i said not true I told him, it's true. I just remembered that. Because it never comes to my mind that they won't get healed. Because when I got that message about the healing power of God, oh boy, I listened to it so much. It's the same way I've told us in church when I got the word of faith teaching. I listened to it so much, I developed an American accent. You know, you're listening to Kenneth Copeland. Morning, afternoon, evening, you're listening to just the... Um, Jerry just Jesse Dupl- I was listening to I I had the accent. But I'm saying, praise God. Glory to God. <laughs> me, I listened to it every time because faith had to work. And it's the same thing that happened in that period. So it took that guy to say it before I remember that, well, there's a chance. There's a chance. Meanwhile, I prayed for people. Now, I'm not telling you that I had 100% result. but the people that I didn't get healed were, it was infinites. It was so small to the amount of people that. Got healed. So, I, the result and the joy of the many that got healed didn't even make me see maybe the one or two that didn't get healed. But what am I trying to say is that once you get the word of God, this is how faith is built. It says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In that context, that context is talking about salvation. So, now we see salvific faith. And this is how we say the word has come alive in the hearts of other people. Because, you know, when that message of salvation was preached, there may be a thousand sinners or hundred sinners. You know, sometimes not all of them come to accept Christ. So maybe 80. You know what happened? The word came alive in the hearts of those ones. They felt it. It was personal to them. And so while one of them, a sinner, maybe a kid, in fact, you see Jesus and the two thieves. Perfect example. That one saw the word of God. Something came alive in his spirit. Meanwhile, he was a thief, a murderer. But you see, the other guy, nothing came alive. He said, If you are the son of God, save yourself. The other one, in whom the word has come alive, said, Save me. And so on and on, that's how the word of God will continue working, that it comes alive in you. The truth of the word of God, it must come alive. I, I, I said it some Sundays ago that if all, you, if all you gain from the word of God is just to run away from sin, I'm saying you, you still will not fulfill God's purpose. Praise the name of the Lord. Because that's not all. Because now, when you move away from sin, meanwhile, you should run away. Praise God. You should run away from sin. And I've told us before in church, I said, it's, run is, is, is not the word there. Flee and flea, a (laughs) paint To paint a picture of flea, I told you, you've watched watched cartoons. The leg moves. It rotates for a while. (laughs) It's building momentum. And so when it takes up, the only thing you see is, you see colors. That's flea. In my language, it's a picris. Praise the name of the Lord. To (laughs) picris. did they come up with those things? <laughs> Say, Is to run. So praise the name of the Lord. But I'm saying, if that's the only thing you get, you still would not fulfill your plans and purposes in God, because you've got to preach the gospel, and it's by faith. You've got to heal, cast out devils, it's by faith. Praise the name of the Lord. So there are many other things to do, but you won't be able to do them if the word doesn't come alive in you. And the word coming alive in you is like we've read in 1 Peter chapter um no, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19. And it says, you just sit with it, you just put it before your face till it comes alive, till it's alive, till you don't know any other thing except that word. You know, it's like that song, I've got joy in chaos. You think the joy just came by saying, Oh, I'm just laughing. You know, if you are just laughing mechanically, hmm? And I believe you should laugh mechanically. If you start in the flesh, you get into the spirit. Kenneth Hagin says that. He says, Get into it in the flesh. But some people, it never leaves the flesh. <laughs> you see this meme, this short video? The guy was both crying and laughing at the same time. Laugh a little bit. <laughs> then he cries. That's the, the, because he remembered his pain. He said, Ah! But you see, the person that's in the spirit, the word has come alive. There's nothing to be joyous about. But he starts in the flesh. He gets in the spirit. Now, starting in the flesh is he gets it or he starts running it mechanically. Because faith has been born. Because the word has come alive in them. And that's the same thing for the believer. So the believer must listen to that message of faith, that message of healing, it must be taught continuously, consistently. And the reason I'm saying this is because someone will come to church and say, well, come on, one whole month we're teaching on prophecy. Prophecy, then we get out of that. Is it always about, and I've told you, it's always about that. Praise the name of the Lord. It's, it's about healing. It's about the miraculous. It's about the supernatural. And if you never talk about it, you will never see it. Praise God. If you don't talk about it, you never see it. And that's why many people, even believers, do not see healings, do not see the power of God move. Because they are afraid to talk about it. Uh, They are scared. They are wondering what will happen. But I'm saying that when we talk about it, the more, the word comes alive. It leaves the written word. And becomes the living word inside of you. So that you're saying it, you're so confident about it. In fact, you're not thinking about it. Because we, we, you know, the journey, we're not meant to get into faith. We're just meant to be living by faith. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And so the reason we're trying to get into faith, we're trying to get faith, is because we're, we're unlearned. It's because there's still a counterpart in the believer. You know, so today you're in faith, then tomorrow you're trying to get into it. No, it's a life. It says the just will live by their faith. says the just is living by faith. The righteous is living by faith. Praise the name of the Lord. So faith, and I've said again, or I'll say again, continue saying, that is it's from the place of knowledge. And what knowledge? Right knowledge. Knowledge in the word of God. So you know it so much, and it has come alive in you, that the Bible says to you that you will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Much more than that is that you also, if somehow in a way by luck by chance by adventure one tiny little way the devil finds a way to attack your health you will proclaim the word of God and you will receive your health because faith is born or because faith is there already praise the name of the Lord so on and on we're saying what are we building ourselves on. We said the word of God. The word of God. Consistently the word of God. And there's just so many things. A numerous assortment of things to learn from God's word. You want to see the things Jesus did. You want to see the way Jesus spoke. You want to see the power in the word. Because the word is always powerful. Praise God. Right now as we're teaching the word, which means we're communicating the testimony of Jesus was speaking about his resurrection power. So that means healings are taking place, or healings should take place. And we see that consistently in the Bible. Quickly, let's go to Mark chapter um, no, Luke chapter 4. Luke 4. Are we there? Everybody opens their Bible in this church. Are we there? All right. Wait for me. (laughs) Luke chapter 4, verse 32. All right now. It says, and they were astonished at his teaching. Now, for his word was with what? With authority. Whose Bible says power? Yeah. It says, for his word was with authority, for his word was with power. And what was he doing? You see, there was, no, there was no dramatic manifestation of anything. He says, they were astonished. Another translation says, he says, they were surprised. He says, almost overwhelmed. I think that's the amplified version. Further down in, in the verse. He says, they were, they were astonished. They said, this word was with power. And like Apostle Paul will say in the book of First um, Corinthians chapter 2. He says, he says, his word was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. Amplified, classic version says, "Stirring up the most holy emotions in them. He says, "Stirring up their spirit. He says, that's what the word does. He says, first of all, it's just coming alive in the spirit of people. And you see, that's why we make so much prayer investment when we come to church. So we're praying for 15 minutes before the service. Meanwhile, that's actually short, but we don't want to take everybody's time. But 15 minutes before the service, we're just having a prayer rally. And that's why we say that we're making power available. We're just praying. Building up ourselves on the most holy faith. Because the words that come must be words in power. And power is not shouting. Praise the name of the Lord. Authority is not in shouting. It's in the name of Jesus. But that name of Jesus must come alive in the heart of the believer. So we are just praying. And that's why we pray for long. Until the day star arises. Until the day star comes up. In your heart. Until, Until you know. Um, in the world of faith, it's thought as a note of victory. So you just pray, you just pray, you just pray. And then you know, yes, I've got it. And so that's what was happening. That at the teaching of the word, power was available. At the teaching of the word, there was authority and they marveled. They They couldn't contain it. In fact, there was a day Jesus was teaching. And one woman, she heard it, she heard it, she didn't know how to react. She jumped up. She slapped her chest. <laughs> she said, blessed be the breast that fed you. you. Because, my God, what a word. And she didn't know how to react. It was power. And he says, he taught with so much authority. Let's go down now, 32. Or um, 33. He says, now in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, says let us alone says what do we or what have we to do with you jesus of nazareth praise the name of the lord <laughs> now this is for some people who like doctrine but don't like power doctrine praise god is power amen the teaching of uh, that's the expectation that every time we have the word of god it's power and because Jesus wasn't set out. Of course, there were times he set out to cast out devils. But he was just there. Just teaching. And they marveled what kind of authority, what manner of a man is this? Because the words were with power. The gospel is power. And so he continued teaching, he continued teaching. There was a man with demons. And the demons cried out of him. Says, let us alone. And the people marveled again. Let's continue. And said answered what now? All right, now, okay, now we're in... Yeah, he says, did you come to destroy us? He says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. He says, but Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when, he, when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. He says, then when they were all amazed and spoke amongst themselves, saying, what a word is this? He says, for with authority and power, he commands unclean spirit and they come out. But firstly, what happened? Jesus was doing what? Teaching. So I've always said the believer must pay attention to the teaching ministry. To teaching the word of God. To learning, to hearing the word of God. In fact, maybe that's why I I almost have a bias. I like to explain the word of God. And just talk about it. Because it's power. I found that, in fact, some people say, well, will you pray for me? No, I prefer to teach you. Because when I teach you, You can always overcome that situation continuously. You can teach other people. But sometimes you just teach people and they just go back living in sin. I mean, sorry, you pray for people, they they get better, they go back living in sin. But if you teach them and make them keep coming, they're going to hear till they get a deliverance. Sometimes prayer doesn't just work for some people at once. I know prayer does all things, but teaching does a lot. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember some years ago, you know, Met this guy, and I mean, a lot of us here are from Africa. So, if we talk about demons, it won't sound weird to you, because some people believe there are no demons. <laughs> 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 so cute, <laughs> nonsense, and ingredients. Say <laughs> so that's the word yeah? <laughs> there. no demons. All of these things is just, is just. You're, you're, jesus <laughs> so now this guy comes and I was preaching that meeting and yeah there was a move apart and then he comes to me and then we oh yeah i felt i needed to talk to him but i didn't know what it was about so i met him i said what's up how are you doing so he began to talk he said he's fine i said no you're not well you know i've taught you prophecy yeah and how to flow in the power of God. Just step out in faith. You don't have to know all. But I knew I needed to talk to him. So I said, what's up? He said he was fine. I said, no, you're not fine. You know, he, he, that's crazy because someone says he's fine and you're telling them they're not fine. I mean, he may just slap me. <laughs> so I said, no, you're not fine because that's, that's not the truth. He said he, he was fine. I said, no. He said, there's, there's something. Then he opens up. I, I remember this guy, you know. He had been in the university for about eight years. Uh, he wasn't studying medicine. He wasn't, no. in fact, he didn't, he didn't have an he didn't have issue with a course and tried to maybe go to another course. And this was a brilliant person. I'm, I'm, he was a brilliant person. And then he tells me that at some point he got involved with some people and then someone placed a curse on him. Okay. Now, me, I only knew about healing. And casting out devils, <laughs> you know. I didn't I didn't know all those things about curses. I was hmm. why did I continue asking <laughs> what kind of a thing is this? So I said, Okay, I'm gonna pray for you uh, since you've said it. So I held him and he let out a very loud cry. You know, he was crying loudly, he was shouting, but I knew that wasn't the end, so I, I told him we can meet another time. Let's let's just talk about this. So we went. Now I'm telling you the power of the word of God. I'm putting your faith or hindering yourself on the word of God. So some days later I told him, I said, you have to fast. No, that day I told him. I said, you have to fast. You can fast, right? He said, yes, you can fast. I said, good. So we fast and meet another day. So I opened up Ephesians because I didn't know what to tell him. I didn't know about people cursing people. I only knew about casting out devils. I mean, just normal preaching. People get saved and we're all happy. We go home. But now this guy said they cursed him. (laughs) So if it were be in some places then they start with you know generational course teachings you know, and, and I'm not invalidating anything no? then they put more of a burden on the person than he already had so open to Ephesians that's why I love the book of Ephesians I read it to him, I read it to him, I read it to him oh I taught him so much, I didn't know what to teach again, I didn't know what to pray so I said are you a believer? He says he's a believer I said but this is what the word of the Lord says about you I said do you believe it? He said he does I said, you really believe it? He said, "He does. Then I held his hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this time in your presence. Blessed be your holy name. I just said those nice prayers. And then we went. And two days later, I had a vision. And in that vision, I saw his mom come to thank me. And she said, thank you. You set the children free. And I said, oh, children, it was just one child. But she said, thank you. You set the children free. And in a matter of weeks, all what was wrong with him and school was settled Um, In Nigeria, we go for NYC and all of that. I mean, in quick succession, quick succession, everything happened like that. But you see what changed the whole thing? It wasn't just in one prayer session. It was showing him the reality of God's word. And saying, well, the word of God says you are not cursed. And so no man can place a curse on you. If you believe the word of God, then he settles it. And he said he believes and you know, I've told us before that that's why you can't be proud. If you see a person that is very proud and say, I have power, <laughs> they've not seen the word of God. Because if you tell me what was the formula, well, it was the word of God because I asked him to fast. I didn't know why I asked him to fast. Meanwhile, if you see stubborn people who have issues, tell them to fast. Praise God. First, punish them for the stubbornness. <laughs> tell them to fast. And don't, don't give them one day. Forty days. When they go without eating forty days, they'll come. <laughs> they'll be so weak; they can't be stubborn. Forty days. And tell them it's from the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. And you won't be lying, because he said when you fast, say this kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. So tell them it's, it's the word of the Lord. So fast. So when they try to be stubborn, they remember forty days, forty days, forty days. <laughs> they become good. I praise the name of the Lord. So, I mean, I didn't know what to do, but I just gave those prescriptions. But what was it hinged on? The word of God. And so, the word of God is always powerful, but He has to come alive first. So, you must believe it. And believing is not hope. praise the name of the Lord. It's not hope, because hope is futuristic. Of course, there's, there's, there's the biblical hope that we have, but it's in the resurrection morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Because it's future. It's sure, but it's in the future. But you can't use that hope for health. Praise the name of the Lord. Because your healing is now. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not in the future. You're not thinking about it in the the future sense. You say, one day we'll get healed. No. Today. Today. When the word comes alive in you, you get healed. But still we're talking about the power in the word. Now there's power in the word of God. God. So Jesus would be preaching. Or he was teaching this time. Explaining the word to people. Probably in the synagogue. And the Bible tells us there was a woman. With what? With the issue of blood. For how many years? 12 years. And she said. Now she said to herself. If I may just touch the hem of his garment. I'll be made whole now. The word has come alive. Because when they talked about Jesus. She heard him and she knew. That if I touch the hem of his garment. But what was Jesus doing? You know, he wasn't, he wasn't healing people at the point. Because the Bible says there was a press. So probably walking down the street, probably teaching them. But the power was available to heal them. You see that in the Bible that he was teaching and power was available to heal them all. So when we come into the presence of the Lord, there's power available. And so when we are praying, we are praying consciousness into it. We make power available by our words. And so he was teaching the word. So wherever there's the teaching of the word, there's power. Praise the name of the Lord. Wherever there's the teaching of the word, there's what? There's power available. And just like I'm teaching right now, there's power available here. There's power available. Praise God. There's power available. So he was just teaching. He was just doing the thing. And she went. But she recognized it because it came alive. Because there were many other people and the Bible didn't tell us what happened to them. I'm sure there were many sick there. Of course, we don't have that account. But we have an account of this one woman. He didn't pray for her. But she recognized the power that comes with the word. She recognized the power that comes with the person. And she went forth in the press. She touched him. And then she was made whole. And he felt it. He says, power left me. The simple word of God being taught. And that's what the faith. Or that's what you are built upon. The word of God. You've got to believe it. It has to come alive inside of you. It has to come alive that you know. You know that even when I touch it... I mean, we'll soon get there. Now, when I touch it, even when I don't see a change immediately... And for me, I, I like immediate change. Praise, praise the name of the Lord. I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, because, of course, I pray for people... And I, they get healed later on. You know, the next day they called and say... Hey, "Well." i'm i'm totally fine now but i, I like that immediate one it power. <laughs> it looks more powerful and I, i'll teach us why people will even lose their healing or why people don't get healed you know but what am i saying the word of god was there the word of god was available so that means power was available and then she could get healed but the faith was hinged on what was being taught now, why people don't get healed? When the word is preached, or like we saw in Isaiah chapter 53, he was wounded, he was bruised, the of peace was upon him, and by his stripes now, we are healed. And then we know that that occurred by the reason of his death, burial, and resurrection. And so that's what we would term the finished work that like it was done. And so, that means if you appropriate the promise, you only get one result. And that result is what? Healing. And in Mark sixteen seventeen, there's a reason the word was used that way. It says now, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Yes, 18 now. They will take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It will not harm them. And they will lay their hands on the sick. You see that word there? Recover. And the sick will recover. Now, So there's a chance that people get healed. No, not healed instantly. Because everyone gets healed instantly. Now, there's a chance that the manifestation of the healing is instant. Praise the name of the Lord. And the reason I had a battle with that was was because... I felt uh, if it didn't happen instantly, then, you know, can we say this is faith? You, you understand, it, it feels not powerful, it feels like we're running away from sickness when you start people telling people that, you know. So somebody is sick and you say, well, you may not get healed now. You understand what I'm saying? It looks like we're putting it in the future. So it looks like we're not all acting in faith, but you know what? The word of God supersedes whatever dogma is in your head whatever ideas you think it should be. The word of God remains the word of God and we stay with it. So he says the sick will recover. And sometimes recovery is a process. Praise the name of the Lord. Sometimes recovery is a process. So you can pray for someone and uh, they don't see the manifestation immediately but it does not invalidate the healing power that has gone into them. What happened was you released healing and healing is there. It may work over time. Over a period of days, over a period of hours. But it doesn't invalidate that healing took place. And we also see that with Jesus. Remember the lepers? What did he tell them? Someone give us the scriptures. Who knows it? Who knows it? We're going to give you something. Who knows it? Who knows it? Go in, go in, go in, go in. You, you, instead of you to know it, he say "Gone." What's wrong with these people? <laughs> My God, going. Nobody knows it. Luke 17. You just looked at it. Eh? Okay, good, 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 good. He got it first. Luke 17. Come on, media. Luke 17, verse what? Verse 12. All right. My God. It says, as he entered the village, he says, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. Come on. Huh. <laughs> what is this? Luke 12, verse what? <laughs> Can I trust you now? Oh, glory to God. I says, and they raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 14, and when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going. So now we don't know how much distance they had gone. But you see the instruction. He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. Now, so nothing happened instantly. But at the word of the Lord, they started going. And so now, um, 15. He says, now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back. Glorifying God with a loud voice. Sixteen. Now, he says, and he fell on his feet at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Seventeen. It says then Jesus answered, Were there not ten lepers cleaned, uh, cleansed, but the nine, where are they? Eighteen. Now, um, was no one found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? Nineteen. And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Twenty. Okay, that's all. Now, but you see the you see the journey. So he says, go show yourselves to the leper. And then that was the word of, of wisdom, or what would we call it? And so he was going, what's going on with media? You're disturbing. Praise the name of the Lord. So he was, he was going, or they were going, ten of them. And then one found out that they were healed. But you know, instantly, nothing had happened. And that's where a lot of people miss it. Because instantly, nothing happened. And that's where you know that faith was not born. Because if the word was alive... You know, even in the face of damning signs and symptoms, they still confess the word of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Because what does the word of the Lord say? He says, by his stripes you are healed. And so even if it doesn't look like it, I'm healed. I'm not lying. But that's what the word says. And if we take God's word, we'll have God's reality. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the lying signs and symptoms I deceit of the devil. It's the devil that put them there. So if you get back into thinking what the devil has put, you have that. But if you stay on God's word and you continue meditating on it, keep proclaiming it that, well, power was released. And then there's power at work in me. Then I'm healed. I told us I remember it was during Easter conference. I had an issue with my knee then. And I don't know why. I mean, it just happened. It just happened. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't just on my bed. And it felt like the knee was, you know, going on his own, moving on his own. And, well, it got that bad. And I remember on the Sunday, we were also preparing for Easter conference and teaching healing. I had a bandage on my leg, and I was teaching. I was teaching. And all of a sudden, the pain went. It got good. That's fine. But, well, the power was released from home. I was confessing the word and all of that. I got healed while preaching and then i was good during the week the saturday easter conference evangelism i mean we had walked around the city preaching the gospel and then i got home huh. and then we we're going to have the move of the spirit at night and then how's the preacher with a broken leg <laughs> god do the move of the spirit or a bad knee so i sat down on my chair so while i was meditating and listening to the worship I was looking at my leg and I kept talking to it. I said, boy, you better be good <laughs> because we're going to preach. Leg <laughs> like, be good, you know. I, I shout, you uh, you should get crazy with faith. You know, you just kept like, oh, my head, my head is fading me. <laughs> ah. You know, the Bible said, the balance, <laughs> take at it by force. I looked at it like, I said, be good. <laughs> That's why you should have friends that are believers just in case your housemates... He hears you shouting. They know you yeah, yeah, He's getting it. It's faith. It's faith. I shouted on the leg. I burnt it. It was stupid I shouted. I received my healing. It got way better. I came at night. I know at some point, when I was laying hands on people, I needed help to get up. Then I came the next day, and I was good. What happened? Healing was flowing. It wasn't so much of... How I massaged the leg, but it was crazy pain. It was, if you were inside of me when I was preaching and moving, you would know. But he got healed. But you know what the devil says? says, were well, you really healed? But once you get back into that, it becomes a problem. Once you begin to doubt, because the word of God, and that's why we're saying that the death star must arise in your heart. That you must know it like you know your name. You never doubt your name. Say, what's your name, James? Is there any James here? Good. Say, what's your name? Say, James. You know, there's no point if someone comes and say, "Are you really James?" If the person asks you too much, you give them a slap because the kingdom of the Lord is <laughs> so I'm just joking. I'm just joking now. You, know, you see, ha ha. And that's the only way you know. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> But you know, nobody can argue. You know your name. It's the same thing with the word of the Lord. The devil was saying, if you're really the son of God, and Jesus was looking at him. No, we don't have any point to approve here. says, I'm the word of I'm the son of God. But I'm not going to sit down with you and say, Well, this is I'm the Son of God. No, he says it is written. You see what he took the devil back to? The word of God. And so it's the same thing. So if hands are laid on you, you received. And so you've got to act it. You've got to say it. You've got to give thanks for it. Thank you, Lord, for I have health in my body. I received the healing. It's the same thing with that leper. He was going and then he saw it. Now, when the Bible says he was made whole, let me tell you, when leprosy, I mean, you must have heard it before, you know, leprosy, it's the... So maybe his king just got good. But when he says a person is made whole, that means they were made complete. Maybe the others were happy because the skin was, I mean, the leprosy stopped. You know? And then they were just happy. But you see this guy, in giving thanks, then his healing was total. So that means the first stage was that uh, 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 the whole process stopped. And then the next stage was to be made whole. But he got whole. What happened? The power was released. And then that's how we build up ourselves in faith. We see the word of God. We see what's obtainable. And we believe it. We look at it so much. So much. That no other suggestion or ideas can play any trick on our minds. We just know. So how do you know it's the word of the Lord? How do you know it's God's word to me? And at that level it's personal. So when we're saying, well, know God's word for yourself. We're saying, let it come alive. And it's the believer that has that duty. Like we read in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19. It says, this that arises in your heart. He says, this is what you do with the word of the Lord. He says, like a lamp shining in a dark place. That's how you put it upon your heart. So constantly you're just looking at it. Constantly you're just looking at it. This is the word of the Lord. Constantly you're just looking at it. It says, by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. And it doesn't matter where you pick from the Bible. It's God's word. You have the duty of making it come alive. Praise the name of the Lord. So you're just looking at it consistently and understanding that it's God's word. So I just read some of the things I have in my note and we'll try to close the service. It says, listen and read till it comes alive. So we're constantly listening to the word of God. I've said it, you don't listen casually. You know, so that I won't exaggerate. I have some messages I've listened to. I mean, maybe over a hundred times maybe 200 times. I don't know. I don't like to talk about experiences on Sundays, but I'll talk about this one. You know, one day there was was this message. I won't say it so that maybe people don't go and look for it and start looking for that kind of experience. Don't build your faith on men's experiences. Praise the name of the Lord, because if you you can't listen to it, in fact, let me tell you nothing will happen. So, (laughs) you know, I listened to it until an angel visited me. I, I wasn't praying. Do you understand what I'm saying? I had listened, my God! I don't know how long I listened to it. I, it was it was 2017, 2017, and I remember I was working on the creative desk at work. So you know, if you're if you're a creative guy, you're the you're the G's in the department. You're very cool. So they let us have headphones and good music at work. So you just get to your desk, put in your. So well, other people were listening to music. I don't know. That was the only message I was listening to while I was working in that place. So that means for months. I wouldn't say I understood the message. (laughs) Because the preacher was so deep. But I was just listening to it. I was just listening to it. And you know, part of those signs, as I minister, is the part of the signs I talk about. You know, when I say there's an angel on this side, I mean, you've heard me minister that way in church. And I got it from that. Praise the name of the Lord. That impartation had come from that time. It came alive. I listened to it so much. Now, of course, we don't have to look on experiences before we know that there's a presence of angels because by my words now, there's power in this place. And by my words, there are angels, so I don't need to have an experience. But, but it's, its I call it, it's a token. You know, just something you feel. So, but it came by listening to something, the same thing, I've said it. You see, right now, that angel of the Lord is here. Because again, the sign comes because I'm talking about it. So you're listening to it consistently. You see, consistently, consistently. You see, and in a moment, someone is going to receive that impartation. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, now it will come as a wave. It will come as a wave. You'll feel it. It's a chill. It runs from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. We'll just finish and try to pray so that we, we get that. But I want to teach. I want to teach. I want to teach. So I was saying, yeah, listen and read till it comes alive. Listen and read till, till nothing can take it away from you. It's deeply rooted. You can't think of any other thing. That's how the word of God should be to the believer. So it's not just something casual you're going along with. So again now, I said um, confess and say what it says about yourself. Say it till you don't know any other thing. And get out of hope. I said hope is futuristic. I've explained that um, to us. Praise the name of the Lord. And because I had some things I, I feel led to teach before, before uh, light up. I didn't have an idea that would have any angelic visitation. So I'll teach my teaching. Because God instructed me to teach that. I mean, we started talking about something. And meanwhile, that's that's the same thing we're talking about. Yeah? I said if you talk about it, you're gonna see it. Praise God. If you pay attention to it, you're gonna see it. And then, but we don't we don't we don't put our faith on experiences. Well, thank God for an experience you had. That's fine. But the word of God supersedes that. Praise the name of the Lord. So, yeah, the last thing I was gonna teach, and this will just wrap everything up. Um, so for light up now, let me just give this instructions for light up. Everybody here should be there. Praise God. You're coming, right? Yes, sir. Can you shout it? You're coming, man. Huh? Yes, you Maybe looking at everyone. Okay. You're, you're not coming. You're, are you, okay. Go, okay. Uh-huh. Pray- <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You should come. <laughs> Praise God. And invite two people. One sinner. One person that does not believe God and one sick person. That even if they are well, just still bring them. If they are still not, bring them. That stubborn person, bring them. Make them fast. Remember we said it, stubborn people should fast. It takes stubbornness away. <laughs> so, invite, invite at least two people invite at least two people and now this is this is the other instruction second chronicles chapter 5 i already read it to the choir yesterday second chronicles chapter 5 from verse 17 and i will just read it to us and give us some basic instructions on that and then we will pray is that second chronicles chapter 5 Is it first first chronicles? The second chronicles chapter five. Can the choir just help um, lightly? Uh-huh. Alright, so media from 12 choir keeps in Let's pause. So it says now, 2 Chronicles 5, from verse 12, it says, And all the Levitical singers, Asaph, Haman, Jeduthun, and their sons and kinsmen, it says, clothed in fine linen, with cymbals, harps, and lyres, standing east of the altar, and with them 120 priests, blowing trumpets. Quickly, please. 13. In unison, when the trumpeters and singers were to make themselves heard, were to make themselves heard with what? With one voice, to praise and to glorify the Lord. I it says, and when they lifted up their voice, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, said, He indeed is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. He says, then the house, the house of the Lord was, what, what? was filled with a cloud. 14 now. He says, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Now, there's a mechanism to worship. He says, everybody was in one accord. And I've said it, you have to teach believers everything. We get taught in this kingdom because when you look at it, a lot of times people are breaking a lot of principles and expecting the move of God. Praise the name of the Lord. There's a kind of way to pray. pray. And I've constantly told choir that, that there are certain songs that are not worship songs. And I'm not, I'm not saying they are not, they are not Christian songs. I'm not saying they are not gospel songs. But we don't use those words in worship because when we want to worship the Lord there are certain things we are saying to the Lord. So we are not saying come down oh Lord and manifest your power. No, you are praying for something. You are praying for a move. And you don't worship by asking for something. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, meanwhile, we've checked their songs because we have to check and make sure we are worshiping. You know, we have to check for the doctrinal correctness. And so he's saying everybody was in one accord. That means everybody was participating. So, I'm telling you that when you come for Light Up, you're a participant. When we we build up spiritual capital, we're not just building on the arm or on the strength of the choir or the person that is going to preach. No, it's everybody together. And so, when the person leading you in songs is saying, Lift up your hands, it's one voice. I've said it, Some of us have watched Drumline, yeah? One band, one sound. The unity of the whole team. It says, with one voice. It says, they lifted up their hands. And that's the move of God. And if you read um, uh, that book, if you move to to the second chapter or the next chapter there, you would see that now after this worship had gone on, after everybody had worshipped the Lord with one voice, with one sound, with one heart, their minds in one place. The book of Acts of Apostles will tell you that they were in one what? One accord. And so after everybody is there in one accord saying the same thing, their minds extolling the Lord, exhorting him, worshiping. He says a cloud filled the place. He says such that some people, the priests who were to minister were not able to stand because the glory was just there. The power was just so much available. And then only after that, Solomon came And blessed the name of the Lord and began to bless the children of Israel. You see, now those blessings had to find fulfillment because there is a kind of atmosphere that they've created. It was an atmosphere of heaven. And so when we worship in one voice, in one sound, we've just recreated heaven. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. And so you, you don't need to wait for anything. The power of God is made manifest. Whether you want to see angels or not, but we are gathered in his name. We're in Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. In the company of angels, the general assembly of the firstborn. And so when you are there and everybody has an idea that this is what we're doing, you see the flow of God, the power of God is easy. And that means it's not some people who just come and you know you're trying to discern the music. No, that's not what you're coming from. Of course we're going to give good music because we don't fail in any aspect. So we're giving good music. We're giving good sound. We're giving everything good in excellence but much more we are giving the spirit And so I'm saying to you now that there will be impartations for members of the church. And you know when we talk about it, we don't joke about the power of God. Oh, we have the power. Praise the name of the Lord. And so it's the same way there will be healings. It's the same way things will change for some people. And we've said those testimonies in church. Change desires. Because we are just worshipping. And it's the power of God. And I've said to you that when we're talking about healing, it goes to the physical aspects. Oh, I feel God in this place. It goes to the physical aspects. It goes to the social aspects. And so everything in your life is able to be able to correct it by the word of God. But the access or the access point is firstly in the place of fellowship or in the place of worship. So everybody with one voice, everybody with one sound. So I'm telling you, you're the first responders so boy, you better come early and sit in front uh, the husbandman is the first partaker oh the power of God is going to visit us the power of God is going to visit the city I'm bold about it I know by the word of God can you be on your feet I know by the word of God I know I know I know there's power in the name of Jesus when we lift that name high there's power in it I know I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to lift up your voices and pray, and we're going to sing that song. Shabarat says, vilitikos, prepatikam beretekas, zebediatakam bebekos. One voice. One sound in one accord.